0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here, are my fellow nerds,
1: Matt O'Hara.
0: Yeah, Tim.
2: <laughs> and I'm Garrett Price.
1: You're weird. going back to the old intro, aren't you? I know. I, I just, caught myself. I was going to let you do it, and then that's why that's where the hesitation. A throwback. Came.
0: Yep. Trying to be professional here, guys. Yep. Trying to run a professional show here. I uh, got a lot to talk about today. We're breaking into the 2021 rookie running backs. There's yes. so much to talk about because <laughs> there is, you know, there's a tier one here, mm-hmm. and then tier two is kind of nice, you know, so far. Like tier two is a nice like. There's. I will say this. I feel so far outside the top three. There'll be two guys that find fancy success out of that group that will become like the James Robinson guy that you that you would like to have on your roster. And it's like, who's that guy going to be? We're going to talk about a couple guys today. Yep. Um, They have that opportunity. Today, we're going to be talking about Najee Harris. We're going to be talking about Jamar Jefferson, Ramondre Stevenson, Dimitri Felton, Elijah Mitchell, and Chris Evans on this show. On the Nerd Herd Show, if you're not a Nerd Herd member, you're going to be missing out us Ugh. talking about Javante Williams. Ooh, uh, don't miss. We'll him. talk about him in a second here, though. Kylan Hill, Trey Sermon, Jarrett Patterson, Rocking Boyd, and Trey Regis. Uh So we got a lot to talk about in these next two shows. We'll be back next week covering the last half of the running of before we get into the 2021 receivers. Yeah. And then we'll be into the NFL draft, and then we'll be ranking these guys yeah. holding mock drafts.
2: Because there will be people this week who will be like, well, what about Kenneth Gainwell? What about what about Travis Etienne? Yeah, those big are fans. Those big fans. Big fans. Big fans of both those guys. Yep. Michael Carter, another UNC yep. running back. Absolutely. There we go. Next Very week.
0: solid guy. A little bit more agile than Javante Williams. Possibly. Little guy. Super fast. Super fast. Little guy. Um, so a lot to talk about. Before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. So this is a great new sponsor. I'm loving to have these guys aboard. That's Dynasty Depot. That's right. Dynasty Depot right now. With, they're running a great promo that you can get their whole package for $14.99 with that promo code NERDS. And what is Dynasty Depot? Depot? Dynasty Depot is like eBay for Dynasty teams, right? It gives you an opportunity to buy an FFPC team, either that ones that's already established at a higher rate or one that needs rebuilt at a lower rate. It gives you an opportunity to go on the FFPC, draft some Dynasty teams, and sell them for a profit. It's an opportunity to flip Dynasty teams for a profit. It also gives you an opportunity to win a lot of prizes, uh, opportunity to win into the, the, the FFP high stakes league, which is a free entry if you if you win your leaderboard, which everybody has an opportunity to at dynastydepot.com right now. And again, what I love about Dynasty Depot is it encourages the growth of Dynasty, it allows yep. you to draft a dynasty team. If your skill set is drafting dynasty startups, then there's an opportunity to make to make money at dynastydepot.com. If your skill set is rebuilding teams, like you're really good at making trades and finding value where it lies you can make profit at dynastydepot.com. If you're just looking to get into more dynasty leagues, if you don't care about any of that, and you don't want to sell a team for the future, but you just want to get to a, 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 a I just want to play man, a format where a league is never folded ever. And that's the FFPC, which holds high stakes leagues the dynasty depot for you right now. You can join the dynasty depot with the promo code nerds for 1499 for the year. And you can get in there and dabble and look at all these dynasty teams that me and find the perfect team for you. So check them out today. Dynastydepot.com. I love it. I'm on there. I'm going to try and build some teams and make some profit because you know, my talent is just endless. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yep. It's on you right now. We know you see it. There it is. Just feel it. Don't tell your wife. <laughs> and check them out. DynastyDepot.com, promo code NERD. So now, as we get into the running backs here, let's start with this. Okay. Matt, who are your top three running backs right now? Way too early. Way, way, way too way early. Way too early.
1: In order. In At order. least a week too early. Top three. Top three. <laughs> top three.
0: Let, let me put it this way. There's a clear-cut top three amongst the industry, and I think amongst us. Sure. Uh, which is going to consume Nashay Harris. They're going to consume them? It's Cons- going to consist of. Consist of. <laughs> Nasha Harris. I'm going to consume. People are consuming this right now. They are. Nasha Harris, Javante Williams, Travis Etienne. Matt, give, the, give me those three in order right now.
1: I'm, I'm leaning right now. I'm going Javante Williams, number one. I haven't watched quite enough tape of um, Travis Etienne, but I'm, I'm actually, the little bit that I have watched, I've liked more than I thought I would. So I might actually be leaning him number two. And then Najee, number three, but they're really close right now. I have to dig in a little bit more on Travis Etienne before that solidifies. Pussyfoot Price. I
2: have. I've I've been talking about him for a little while, but Javante is my top guy as well. Mm. I've actually got Najee just a hair. Just a hair above Etienne at the moment.
0: And Garrett backs this up because you just took Javante in the Fantasy Pros Dynasty yep. rookie mock draft. Number
2: one. Number one. Put number my one. money where my mouth is.
0: <laughs> and I have it ranked Najee Harris number one, Travis Etienne number two, and Javante Williams number three. At the bottom. Which again, to be fair, I love all three. They're right, so right. The, the, when you when you host a podcast, you own a website, you do rankings. Unfortunately, you have to put these people in order. It's it's simple to, to take the, the way out and just put tears out there, right? Sure. But when you're drafting, you don't you don't want tears. You want who would you take, Rich, yeah. if the gun was to your head? So the, as of today, the NFL draft can change this because a lot of these guys, you know, they're in the wrong system, the wrong scheme. It might not work. Like I would love Najee and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would love Travis Etienne in the New York Jets. Right. So, I would love Javante Williams on the Atlanta Falcons. But you wouldn't Everyone. like him
1: flip-flopped, right? I mean, if you flip-flopped the, the Najee and and Etienne. T- ETN at the Jets and the Steelers destinations.
0: Well, to be fair, I like Najee everywhere. Okay. He's kind of like me on Garrett.
1: All right. He's everywhere.
0: <laughs> so, uh, that's just my opinion. I just okay. think – Okay. I, we'll talk, we're going to talk about, about him first here. We're going to get into it. But that's, that's my order. So, obviously, we have a lot to talk about here. Lots. There's a lot of other running backs here that we like as well, and some we like and some we don't like, and we'll talk about all their – their strengths and weaknesses. And of course, for we encourage all our listeners, get into the get in that film room and lo, lo, look at what we're looking at, right? We got some all 22 in there. We got a lot of film in there. So make sure you get into Dynastonards.com. Check out the Dynastonards film room. Look at what we're looking at. See what we missed. Let us know on Twitter. Leave comments on YouTube. Let us know what's going on here. So make sure you hit that like, subscribe button as well. Let us know what you see and maybe where we miss something because that's what I love to do. I love to take your guys' opinion. I let your guys help mold my opinions as well and you know other trusted scouts that I trust as well. So let's dive into it right off the bat with Najee Harris running back out of Alabama, six foot two, two 230 pounds. Ooh. This guy is a big-time runner, right? This guy is just a big guy but who's also very agile and a very – very good pass catcher. I remember when we were scouting running backs last year, before Najee decided to go back, we're like, we were watching film. We're like, Mm -hmm. wow, Najee really impresses me in his passing game. That's, that's one of the things I saw out of there, like impressed me. And he comes back in 2020 and expands on that exponentially, right? He, he gets even more involved in the passing game. He's one of the biggest running backs in this class, a guy who never puts the ball on the ground. This is a guy who made a ton of people miss out there in Alabama. Uh, I know some of your you guys have some concerns about uh, Naj. I know that as well. But for me, I saw a guy that is just that big physical running back who is very very viable in a passing game. So when I look at these running backs, again, all these running backs what I'm looking at is like, how can they help my dynasty team, right? I'm not looking at how they're gonna be NFL running backs. Like there's a lot of running backs that's why I hate on Derrick Henry early on. Is hey, this guy can help an NFL team. There's a couple of running backs we're gonna talk about today that I think help NFL teams, but I don't look at them as viable. NFL like, or dynasty fantasy football running backs. So when I look at Najee Harris, do, you know I see the upside of him being a high-end running back one, but I also see the floor of just a very safe running back, right? He's going to help you in the PPR game. Yeah. He's going to get you first downs. He's going to be physical. I mean, he's got all the right
1: he's got abilities right. He's to got be got a, an
0: inside and outside runner.
1: He definitely has all the right pieces. Um, some of the concerns that I have that I saw on tape – was he has a tendency to run high, which kind of takes away some of the power that you would think you would get out he of like very a, a two hundred and thirty pound back? I just I see him getting pushed backwards and taken down on some plays I, with some smaller, you know, either linebackers or or defensive backs that I just I think he should be able to take those guys on. And, and if he could lower the shoulder a little bit more, I think that would help. But, but you know, I think that something that goes into that is I don't, I don't know if he if his hips are too too tight or a little bit or something. But he just doesn't move laterally. I think in a smooth manner. He can do it and get going, but there's times where I saw him like almost completely have to stop to change directions.
0: Yeah, his acceleration, like the way he like accelerates out
1: of his cuts, isn't he's like he's, a, he's not a very explosive. He's a little herky jerky almost when he's doing some of the, the open field stuff. So I just have some concerns um, in those areas, and and like you said you know his passing game chops have gotten exponentially better. He went from 6 catches to 4 catches to 27 catches to the, to 43 this past year. So I know and he looks natural doing it. They even he does. they even split him out wide at some points and he ran like like little in in slanting passes uh and stuff like that or in slanting routes. So I there is a fantasy football I think floor for him. And that is the the one thing that I like about him because he can get involved at down at the goal line, I think cuz he's for big sure. enough. He can do that kind of stuff. He can he can be involved in the passing game, and he's he's an in between the tackle type of guy. I love him when he's when he's not asked to dance and move around too much in the hole. If he sees a hole and he's just going straight ahead, he looks fantastic. He's got great burst going in a straight line. So if he gets into the right offense, I could see him actually leapfrogging and and getting into that second spot for me. But. From what I've seen so far on tape, and I still have more to do, uh, you know. Admittedly, I, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna watch every one of these games that I possibly can out of these top three to kind of mm-hmm. really sift through the weeds. But I just don't. I, from the early early tape evaluation, I just don't see the same kind of stuff that I see from Javante Williams.
0: And yeah, see, why. I saw a guy with, with his size. Like, I came really impressed, like how big he is. Right, we're talking about a guy who's six foot two, two hundred thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. I and you mentioned, like, I, I do have concern, some concerns about the way. You know, like he gets in and out of his cuts, but for a guy of his size, he has a really nice jump cut, right? Uh, I saw him hurdle a couple guys multiple sure. times, mm-hmm. so he's got he's really good athletically there. Again, I'm, I the way he could change direction for a guy of his size is really nice as well. It's just his speed's not there, like his top end speed. Some of that, like he's there's a lot of comps to that. like so, like a lot of his negative comps are close to like Javante Williams comps for me. Like if I'm looking at their negatives, right? Him and Javante Williams are close with their negatives, I guess for me, like. Um, it's just Najee's a better pass catcher than Javante Williams, in uh, my eyes. I,
2: I do agree. I think that is definitely Najee's best attribute is his receiving ability, especially at at that that frame. It's it's really impressive to see him do that. But as I've mentioned on the show a couple times, and I've mentioned on Twitter, that's one thing that has – lowered for me in my importance is you know if if they're a good pass catcher that's awesome but it's really just become a pass fail for me we saw it last year claude edwards alair was yeah. the best in the class josh jacobs the year before they were the two best and they just haven't been used that way you know jonathan taylor and james robinson weren't super great to catch tons of passes so yeah. it's really just become more of a pass fail for me and clearly he passes with flying colors. he's one of the better ones in the class but that's lowered on its level of importance for me we also have to remember he's running behind, you know, a really good offensive line. Uh, I think he he hit most of the holes that that you would expect him to hit. Uh, there there were times that I, I saw him miss a few, and everyone's going to miss everyone's a few, gone. you know. Yep. So that that is going to happen. But uh, there there were a lot of wide open holes. Matt, I agree with you. I do think he is a little bit upright. Um, I think I like his feet a little bit better than you. I think his feet are pretty good uh, overall. But it's it's the it's the burst that I have like some concerns with. I don't think he's overly bursty of a player. Uh, and so you know a lot of the comps are like, okay, well he's gonna be Derrick Henry with pass catching. The hard part is he's he's not as fast. He's right. not as strong. He's like there's just a lot of those kinds of things. But I but I do agree with the point that I think you I think you both made this point. I think he's very safe. Like I don't see a world where he's not an RB2. Like that that world just doesn't exist. Like he's going to be an RB2 no matter what. Ceiling, I think he could be a low-end RB1. I just don't see him as that, like, oh, my goodness, Saquon Barkley. Oh, my goodness. like, Definitely you know, not. You know, yep. I don't I don't see him in that that type of stratosphere for me personally.
0: Well, to be fair, those guys are few and far between. For sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, those guys don't come. Like, I think over the last couple of years, we've been somewhat spoiled as well with some of the guys that Absolutely. Have come out here. You know what I mean? Like, when you get to Saquon's, um, when you get to, you know, the, the DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor's guys along those lines as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's none of those guys in this class, I guess, essentially, you know, But there's some very they're very very good running backs and you mentioned his feet like his I love Najee Harris in a short like Javante Williams has much better burst right but like they both they both get there differently I feel like Uh, uh, Najee Harris and Javante Williams like Javante has that one cut and he gets that burst and he's up there but then that's it because he doesn't have those big runs either. And I know you know Najee. To be fair, Najee doesn't have these big runs as well. Yeah, neither
2: one of them are that's breaking really like, off sixty he, yard runs.
0: They don't have that high end speed. Where th- that's why I love. Tra- that, and that's why Travis Etienne fall fell to my number two because like he offers a, that big play. And that's
1: then that's why he's up to my number two. Fantasy
0: right football yeah. relevance. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like it's almost sometimes I feel like okay, you know. Is, is Travis Etienne getting the DeAndre Swift treatment, right? You've like, seen him too long? Yeah, where DeAndre Swift was the one guy all the way through, and then all of a sudden the draft comes, and he, he falls down a little bit because we fall in love with these other guys, and here we are 12 months later, and everybody wants DeAndre Swift again, sure. right? Is, like, does Travis Etienne get some of that treatment? You know, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, his, I guess his tape wasn't as great as 2019 and 2020, but again, it was 2020. It was a different year. It was. Um, so doing. it's a little bit harder to, to go there. So, and their of offensive line out. wasn't as good this no, past not season nearly as good. the year before, as well. Not so, I mean,
1: there was a lot of things that went but into that.
0: What I like about Najee is just he offers, like he offers so much on the inside, on the outside, on the pass catchability. He could pass protect. And like you said, so for you, it's pass fail on the pass catching skill set. But like, I, I just don't go that. I don't go that way with it as well because I, I like to see that running can run routes. Right? There's a couple sure. guys in here. that have some pass. We're gonna talk about that we able to catch the football, but all their passes were dump off plays. I can't remember sure. what running back it is; it's my notes. But like all his receptions were off dump off plays. Like when I watched, uh, or like little wheel routes. You or there's some that just didn't catch any passes. Like <laughs> 0. 0.0. There's <laughs> one, but when <laughs> Zero. you know, when you watch Najee, he he kind um, of like excel a little bit where he was actually able to run some routes. Right? He was he was catching a ball away from his body. He was yeah. able to adjust. Um, He's very good. I'm The totally pass with protection. You. He's going to have high draft pedigree as well, which I always contribute as well because I I do look at Javante Williams and Najee Harris is first contract running backs. I do I, I do look at them both high end running backs but ber, both first contract running backs which means after that first contract like most running backs I'm trying to get out at right around year sure. 4 mm-hmm. when the value is super high and reinvest. So I look at Najee Harris to me we, we we mentioned a safe floor which is always nice to have but he offers that ability to be that high end running back one as well cuz I think that PPR game does expanding him to being a high-end running back
2: one thing I do do want to give Najee some credit for because I felt like I kind of had to play the negative role because I have Javante over him but one thing I do want to give him credit for I remember watching his 2019 tape and seeing like hardly any burst at all and seeing like not like I wasn't impressed with the speed at all you can tell that that guy put in the work because even though I still don't think his burst is special in any way it's significantly better than I thought it was as a junior. So, like, you can tell that he put in the work. Everything that we're hearing from, like, a character standpoint his uh, you know, they, they speak volumes of him. Even when Jared and I were watching him uh, at the Senior Bowl, like, he was a guy that was, like, a real fun-loving guy. And everybody – you could tell everybody was drawn to him. Even the coaches were drawn mm-hmm, to him, obviously. Right. So, Mi- Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, <laughs> yeah. Cough, cough. Uh, if you, so, have you guys watched any of his interviews? Post game interviews, any press. The one after Ohio State game was funny. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's oh, a yeah. funny dude. He's a very marketable well, guy.
0: And you, and you mentioned Team Guy just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Najee Harris. There was a lightning storm in Dallas, so his plane flight got canceled for the Alabama Pro Day. So he drove nine hours today to the Pro Day. He wasn't even. He wasn't. He just wanted to be there, to support his teammates. He yeah. wasn't even running. He wasn't doing any drills or things. So that's the kind of guy Najee is. Yep. And. It, Again, that's uh, character means some things as well. It absolutely does. A big time running back at Alabama. You know, Alabama's pushing out dynasty talent left and right. It's it's a high pedigree guy uh, that does everything.
2: Yeah, number one guy in his class coming out, and he does everything
0: well. I guess you know is that a good way to describe Najee? He does everything pretty much well that you want out of a running back. He doesn't does most things well. You have your concerns, but in my eyes, he does everything sure. pretty well. Like I, I think he's 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 good enough in the open field. Uh, I love his short, short area quickness as well. The burst is in there, but he uses his feet really well to find the lanes and get out there and make people miss and bounce people off him because he does have the size. And again, I love his pass catching ability. This is a guy that I can envision averaging over four yards per carry in the NFL, being a team's number one three-down workhorse bat, back, which, again – that itself is, you know, if you can find those kind of sure. guys worth its weight in gold, because that's that's gonna be ETN's biggest question mark. Will he be a the three down kind of back? You know, that, which that's is hilarious because
2: his, question his questions early on in his career were, could he catch the ball? Could he catch? And the then ball it's ball. like completely flipped, right? He's, so he worked a lot on that. Yeah, he looks a lot better.
0: And I and I love that as well. So it's and my biggest worry again is gonna come back to you, is like, am I gonna give Travis ETN the the DeAndre Swift treatment? Because last year I had ETN ahead of Najee Harris. This year I have Najee Harris ahead of I, I had Etienne ahead ETN. of him too. So um Naja Harris. So we all like him. We all like him. Yep. He he's offers a very safe floor, and he's definitely a top, let's say, one QB. He's locked in as a top three rookie pick for you guys.
2: Yeah, I I can't see myself at this point. As much as I love Devonta Smith, I think Jamar Chase is really good too. I especially with how tough it is to get those running backs anytime other than my rookie draft. Yeah. I can't see me walking away with a top three pick and not taking one and of those And
0: how guys. deep this class is at receiver. Super deep. if you deep. have one, 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 two, gonna you're going to gonna like get a solid receiver five at five one, Five weeks
2: on the wide
1: receiver class. <laughs> right, it's going to be a while. It's really deep. <laughs> it's the NFL, the NFL deep. draft is going to be going on and we're going to be talking about yeah. I mean, wide like, receivers. Yeah. Uh,
2: he's wide receiver 39 in the class. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's a guy who's five foot six
0: that measured five foot six today. That's going to be a first round pick because he's so damn explosive. Oh, so wow, you're okay with
2: five foot six there, but the, another guy I talked about earlier, he didn't like five foot six.
0: Oh uh, right. yeah, there's a difference between being a wide receiver that can run a four two nine and a running back out of Buffalo. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> way big
2: difference. So <laughs> I think it's easier to get away with being a small running I, back. I but, do as well. Yeah, you, know, whatever. you
1: get hidden behind that line. Does yeah. he run a four two nine? Uh he ran a four four.
0: Does he have a super big vert- vertical with money hands? He's running well, back. Who, oh, know, who knows exactly. about the running back? Exactly. <laughs> he never caught a pass. <laughs> we'll get to him in the 0. 0.0 catches. <laughs> Actually, so. he's not even in the show. He's in the next show. <laughs> oh, he's in the next show. We'll talk about him then. Tune into that nerd hurt episode, <laughs> dude. This nerd hurt episode is gonna be good as well. It's gonna we be good. It's gonna get pay the three bucks just to get this this month's uh, round of uh, episodes here for the uh, the podcast. Let's go into another running back, shall we? Yep. Jamar it. Jefferson out of Oregon State, five foot nine, two hundred ten pounds. This is a guy when you're looking for a consistent running back. Jamar Jefferson's your guy, right? This is a guy who averaged 108 yards per game throughout his career, and he was on a team that was terrible, right? They had nine wins in just three years there. Oof. That's it. And this is a guy who, out of 27 games, 15 of them, he had over 100 yards. So he's Mr. Consistent. This guy is just a giant powerhouse of a running back at five foot nine, 200 pounds, with really good feet. Again, the burst isn't really there um, for him as well. He's not, like, he's not that... Um,
2: Super quick twitch. He's not yeah. a
0: yeah. He's not a smooth kind of guy, but he's a powerful guy yep. there. And again, he's on a really bad uh, team. But he changes directions for a guy who runs so powerful. Like he's he's a very smooth runner there. Um, the kind of guy you're gonna get in there and just kind of like just pound the rock with, right? Jamar Jefferson get in there, pound the rock with. Uh, he's somebody who when he gets in the field, open field, he can make people miss. He's he's good enough there. There's times where like though if you did get your hands on him for being a big, powerful guy, like he wasn't hard to bring down is what I saw. So like some of my negatives was like for how powerful a runner, like he would be five foot nine, two or nine. Like when you got your hands on him, like he went down pretty easy. I was, I was going
1: to say, I didn't think he was all that powerful. I think he's, I mean, I think he could be an in-between-the-tackle type of guy. I'm just, this is a guy that I struggle with because he offers little to nothing in the passing game. He looks he looks very awkward catching the ball. He, Both times I saw him catching passes, he was like falling over doing it. So I, I just, I'm not sure where this guy's fantasy relevance is going to actually be. Cause I'm not sure he's big enough to be in every down back. And if he's not going to catch passes, he
0: offers no, he, to me, he offers no viable. Cause even when he was using the passing game, which was very, very limited. I like, if I saw him get used to passing game Oh look, he's being used in a passing yeah. game. It was all like screens True. in the flat wheel routes. So and, he, and he goes back to that guy. I
1: think he gets up to his top speed pretty quickly, but he's not fa- He's not like overly fast. So he's not going to break off big runs. He's, like, I'm just trying to – I'm struggling to find where he's going to win for fantasy football, and I just – he doesn't he doesn't seem to be checking any of these boxes that are going to get him into a lineup as anything more than, like, a bi-week fill-in type of guy, and, and I'm not even sure that that's going to work.
2: Yeah. Uh, watching him now, I, I'm going to go backtrack just a second because I forgot to mention it. So, Najee Harris, we do we do our nerd score, and uh, that's something that uh, myself and Jared and a few others, we, we work on uh, very diligently over the course of the season – and so we watch, you know, as many plays as we can. We, we categorize all these different things from vision to elusiveness to you know, ability to break tackles, pass blocking, all these things. Uh, Najee Harris, for me, uh, came in at a 74.53. So if you want the full nerd score, you can subscribe at, at DynastyNerds.com. Uh, but my personal nerd score for him was 74.53, which is the second highest running back score. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, getting back to who we're on, I actually, I, I, I struggle with him. I ended up with a 71.93, which was actually pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, higher than I thought I was going to be on him. It is interesting, though, because I do agree with you, Matt. I think there's a lot of things that are, that are good. I think he has good vision. Yeah, I think he has a vision, very good feel for finding the open gaps, Mm -hmm. finding those seams and be able, and and he widens really well. He has a good feel for the flow of the defense. Uh, There was a lot of things that I really liked there, but uh, his, his pass blocking was his pass protection was pretty concerning for me. Um, you know, and that's something that if you're not an elite running back, you need to be able to do those little things. It did not look very good to me. Uh, and, and even his, his technique like wasn't good. Like sometimes you can see guys just like aren't strong enough yet. Sure. It, it was it was like technique and you know he he just didn't have a lot just of just
1: never got to the spot where he was needing to be yep. and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Yep, exactly. Uh I'm with you. Very, very mediocre in the passing game, uh pretty mediocre strength. Uh but but I do think because there's enough vision and enough for a feel, uh I, I do think he is gonna be on a roster. I do think he's going to be one of the better second tier guys that we have here. But I, I think just the second tier is just going to be, man, like maybe one or two guys could kind of emerge out of it, but it's really hard to like say like, yes, this guy will absolutely emerge. Like for for me right now, it's those top three. Kenneth Gainwell's kind of got his own little tier, and then it's like everybody else.
0: Yeah, I, see, I, I I think Kenneth Gainwell's got his own tier. I like Michael Carter a little bit better than here. There's another guy we're talking about here that I like a little bit. There's a, there's a lot of guys I actually like more sure. than Jamar Jefferson because Jamar Jefferson, like you said, good vision, really good patience. But he he's going to be scheme dependent, right? Like he's going to be that outside zone, New York jet. Like he's he's, gonna be his, he's always
1: trying to get it to the outside. That's like where I see. I, he's, he's got most good vision, but you can tell that that's where he's most comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's trying to break it out there. He's not trying to weave in and out all that traffic. He's trying to get to an open spot.
0: He, he's going to be good paired up with like a good pass catcher running back, right? Like he'd be really good with like, He'd have some relevance, like, again, go to the Jets and their scheme, the new scheme that mm-hmm. you, you see they're going to run. Obviously, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd have some su- success there being an uh, outside zone runner with paired up with a pass catcher running
2: back, so he's going to be limited there, and you'd be dependent on I, yards and touchdowns. I think it was Tyler Gunther, and I, I could be wrong, but I believe he he. – i I'm not a huge comp guy, but sometimes I see certain comps, and I'm like, actually, that's a really good comp. Like, I agree with that. He said, like, tell me why Jamar Jefferson isn't Marlon Mack. And I was like, Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Marlon Mack. Like you know, there there's not an overly special trait, uh, but he has good enough burst, good enough speed, good enough vision that he can make it work with a good offensive line.
1: Sure. And Marlon Mack also doesn't catch passes, so yep. it makes a lot of sense.
2: Yep. Uh, is it Marlon Mack bigger than him though?
1: Not really. Not uh,
2: much. No. I don't think. I'd have to go back
1: and look, but he's two hundred five, two hundred ten, somewhere right around yep. there. Yeah, two fifteen. Top
0: Jefferson's weight is two fifteen. Yeah. That's why oh, okay. I have it here. Okay. I thought you said two hundred. I, I said two hundred ten. Okay. what I said, but it's pretty close. So, um. Yeah, it's, there's there's definitely some holes here. Pass protection, um, not hard to bring down. I mean, his contact. I mean, it's just his contact balance is just so hard. Contact balance is so hard. Um, which sure. when you're running back, it's not what you want, right? That's that was um uh, what's his face from Tampa Bay?
1: Um, yeah, Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones, His yep.
0: biggest, like his, his contact balance was no no bueno. And again, in this pass catch ability, is terrible. So Jamar Jefferson, scheme dependent. Mostly for me is he falls into the line of like. Mid third round pick. Um, I'd more so want Jamar Jefferson. and Like, if I already have the other running back on the team that he goes to, you know what I mean? Like, if I can get him there in the third round, like a pair up in the third round, kind of a safety, I could see him being a used safety
1: net type of guy. Just in case your your starting running back gets injured on that team, and yeah. and you can have I, him for I those can, weeks while he's starting.
0: I can envision Jamar Jefferson getting you know a couple spot starts here and there and be used in the NFL. But that's it. like he's never to me going to be a, a, a an everyday down running back
1: i agree with that yep. so
0: yep. you mentioned tier one tier two than everybody else like i i think there's a tier one then a tier two and then like a tier three
2: almost sure I'm, he's, I'm fine with that and he's
0: but. mid-range tier three i guess even around there so it, basically
2: um, my tier three there there is a tier four but tier four is like i'm not even going to talk or look at you <laughs> um you know but Cough. tier three is like I'm gonna have like fifteen names in it. It's yeah. gonna be massive just because I think there's just there's a lot of like there's a lot four of four through six round guys that I think could potentially pan out, but like trying to pick who that guy is gonna be really tough. The
0: last thing I'll say about Jamar Jefferson for me when I came away with my final takeaway was like, Okay, if he could land in the right system, if you could land in like I mentioned, the New York Jets, the San Francisco 49ers, or anybody that runs that outside zone scheme right along there, like I can envision him having fancy football flex relevance in that system only so in that scenario i can envision him having some fantasy football relevance but only it's a very limited window so like i'm because that's the thing if he goes in that kind of system i could see me taking him at the back end of the second round if i need running back help sure. from that point if he does not he's just paired up in like a, where he has no like lot of opportunity and it's, it's it is what it is because there's nothing special about him but he has a skill set to fit the right scheme to give you some flex relevance. I like guess if I if I want to talk upside on players, because yep. a no, lot of times I'm if I that. if I can, I want to talk about some dynasty upside here. Why you should draft him?
2: You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. And
0: there's some players we'll say don't draft here, but right. Jamar Jefferson at least, because we talked a lot of bad about him. There's some upside here for it. And absolutely. Yeah, like I said, team. I
2: ended up with a score of 71. Like that's a that's a potential flex worthy player,
1: and I I agree. To the point that you made about, I think he's going to be on an NFL roster. I think he's going to, so he's going to have a shot. Yeah, he's going to be a backup for a long time. I just don't think he's going to find his way into a starting lineup Probably you know, not. for any extended period of time to help you for, from a fantasy perspective. That's, yep. that's where I fall out on All this right, guy. right, let's
0: move on. Ramondre
1: Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson out of
0: Oklahoma.
2: Ramondre,
0: Ramondre, 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 sorry. Ramondre,
1: Tuesday,
0: Ramondre. I'm sorry, Ramondre. I'm sorry, Ramondre. Ramondre Stevenson. I want to get it right so bad that I messed that it you up. You screwed it up. That's Ramondre right. Stevenson, Oklahoma, six foot, two hundred twenty seven pounds. This is a guy that maybe you didn't see a ton of because he only got six hundred sixty five carries at Oklahoma. Didn't get a lot of wear and tear there, but this is a guy that um that's that somebody that comes in here not very. Used a lot, well, with 165 carries. Not he was, he
1: was a JUCO a guy, his... right? Yeah. He was
2: a JUCO guy. He also had some like off the field stuff. Right. Uh, with some, I believe it
1: was weed. It was weed. He got, he got. It was 2019, the last the the Peach Bowl or whatever pole yeah. game. They they he got busted with a couple of other guys, so he missed that game and then the first five games of right. 2020 for the weed.
0: What I came with of him is like I just saw him. I was like, he's a North South runner, right? And that's and that's it. That's I didn't I didn't see a lot of things out of him that like I overly really love like. His speed, like when I saw him run, he gave, there, even there got, isn't top If he got behind the defense whatsoever, he got tracked down every single right. time. That,
1: that's like, the thing. He he moves laterally well, and I think he can navigate through the line pretty pretty decently. Um, for a big guy, I think he can get through some nice little crevices. But it's the top end speed, it's the burst, are the things that that Ramondre Stevenson is missing. I I mean, I I liked him. I liked him on tape. I, I thought he was a pretty elusive guy. I mean, he's very nimble for for his, how big he is. But again, it's it's one of these things. How how is he going to help you? Is he going to be just a short yardage type of guy? Is he ever going to land in a spot where he eventually could take over a starting spot? I'm I'm not really sure. So this guy is is definitely. I think he's intriguing. I think if he lands in a spot in a, in on a team where, hey, he could get a ton of volume, then then he could be fantasy relevant. I think he's a volume dependent type of back. That's gonna you know. In six games, he caught eighteen passes. So I mean, it's not like he can't catch passes. Yeah, yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of screen passes. Right. He, he's gonna of, he's gonna get you there. the dump offs and screens and stuff like that. I'd be so, shocked if he was
2: used that way at all at the next level, though. I know. I agree. I know, but but from, I but from from it, your was... pass fail. Um, yep. Yeah. It, type he's of capable. scenario, he's capable. Yes, um, I
1: agree. So I don't know, Ramondre Stevenson is, is at least interesting if he lands in a Seattle type of situation sure. or a you know, New England type of situation. A, it,
0: yeah, a one cut north south yeah, like that. Like one cut yeah. north south, get up field, that kind of system. That's all I can envision for success. But there's just a lot of things I didn't like the size was there, you know what I mean? Like the, Yeah. Like, well,
2: and that was the, those were the only grades for me that ended up being like, ooh, those were good scores were were in the the tackle breaking because he does break quite a few tackles. He got an
1: 8.5 for me. And I think uh, I think he tag, I think he breaks tackles cuz he he He's never taking the the full blunt like the full blunt hit, you know what yeah. I mean? He has just enough shiftiness to to just take glancing blows, yep, which absolutely. is a good quality in a running back and that's and that's one of the things that I kind of liked about him.
0: You're we like a little worried about like his vision, the way like he saw things. Like you'd be like, "Oh, dude, like if you just yeah, take his, one little cut here, you his you get an, an extra 3 yards mm-hmm. right there. You're like, "Dude, it's right there." And like he would just miss it. And again, maybe it is cuz it's that one maybe a little tight in the hips possibly as well.
2: Um, for being that I, big, but I, it's. I think the the path for for relevancy for him is if he can be what was it twenty fifteen Legarrette Blunt or <laughs> whatever whatever year that was where uh, it was just like eighteen he was, touchdowns, eighteen yeah. touchdowns, <laughs> goal line battering sure. ram. Yeah, I think that's the path for him to be relevant on a team because outside of that, that's really like the only scores that I was able to say confidently like we're above average. We're just in the physical nature of the game. Yeah. Everything else was. At or, you know, a little bit below yeah, average.
0: Keep him inside the hashes. Yep. That's it. Like, if, if you try to use him anywhere, I feel like if you try to use uh, Ramondre anywhere outside the hashes, you're going to get nothing out of him. If you he's get just, him. He's not fast
1: enough to get out there. Yeah, him
0: and inside and you go to a team with a good offensive line, then you're, he'll do
2: well. I, I will. This is another thing I'll give him credit for. He's clearly been working, though, because he was weighing in at 240 pounds during the season. Went down to 227, 227 for the Senior Bowl, yep. so I mean that's that's a, a pretty significant. And actually, I heard people say that even 240 was being generous. Like he was actually pushing 250. He looked big. Wow. So he looked big. On he night, cut yeah. some weight for the Senior Bowl, and and I do like when I hear that running backs have really put in that work to try to increase their draft stock and things like that. But you do have like the the yellow flags with some of the off the field stuff. And
1: it, I think at his pro day he ran a four six three. So, I mean, that sounds about right. It sounds about right. It's one of those things where it's passable. Yeah, I can live with that. You can live with the 4.63. It's not, you're never going to get an 80 yard run out of this guy ever unless everyone on defense fell over. Uh, Unless it's a beast mode situation. (laughs) Right, exactly. Struck everybody. Um,
0: He he falls in that category of like, he's the kind of runner that can help an NFL team, mm -hmm. but he's not really going to help your dynasty team. Is that the best way to put it? Like he's probably not? so,
1: unless he falls into some very specific like Garrett blunt <laughs> bluntish or like a very high volume type of role. I think sure. that's how that's the only way. Or if he, you know, with the with the weight loss, he has and maybe he has a little bit more burst on tape all of a sudden, and and that could help. Who knows? I,
2: he did look a little bit faster at the senior bowl. I okay. will say, from what I saw on tape to the senior bowl, he wasn't like. So Super noticeably slower than everybody,
1: and else. we've seen guys do it. I mean, uh, Le'Veon Bell comes That's to a mind, great exec, a guy yeah. who was 240 pounds in college or right around there, and came in and I think he slimmed down at one point to probably close to 215, 220. Yeah. Um, yep. So, and with that, came a lot of extra burst, and a lot of extra speed, so and a
0: fantastic I, pass catcher, running
1: back. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, Stevenson, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson, yep. Stevenson at least has a little bit of the tools that if he has extra burst he could be a guy that I He's think strong could, enough I think he could be successful and to be so fair too we'll
0: like that Le'Veon you know, in the passing game a lot of his stuff came off the short flat screens, screens mm-hmm. wheel routes like all the same Check thing. That's where, that's where it came through so now let's move on to a guy that does offer some high upside at the fantasy football
2: running back position Dimitri Felton well before we do that though before we go to Felton we have some very good friends we need to talk about. Oh, oh. we do have some good friends. We here, have some good right? friends we need to talk about, and that's our friends over at PredictionStrike.com. PredictionStrike.com, Rich is cashing all his chips in for Najee Harris, right? No. No?
0: No. Not good. If I'm going to put my money somewhere, I'm putting my money on uh, Naheem Hines. Uh, Naheem them, Hines. You're putting him on Kyle Pitts, let's be real. Actually, yeah, I put all <laughs> my money all my money's on Kyle Pitts, 100, like 100%. I don't care what the stock price is on Kyle Pitts, it's all in. It's, it's, it's all just, going up. I feel like even though we just did tight ends last week, I have I want need to go on another. You want to go?
1: You want to go talk about him we'll,
0: again? We'll, we'll do that when we do our overall rankings. I have so much more to say about Kyle Pitts. All right, and why he why you need him? But prediction
2: strike him. is the only performance based stock market where you can buy and sell shares of players just like the real stock market. Last week you talked very eloquently about the stock market, but most of us we don't know much about the stock market. We don't know how it works. We don't understand the fluctuations in value, but we do understand the fluctuations in value in our dynasty players. This series that we're going through with all our rookies, these are how you find the diamonds in the rough. These are how you find the guys that are your your penny stocks. You're basically free. And you know what? Just throw, throw a couple bucks in and maybe they pay off and you make a bunch of money. That's what these kind of shows are for. So if you want to go over to their app, yes, I said app. They have a website, but we all know we're going to use the app if you want to go over to the app, sign up with the promo code Dynasty to receive ten free dollars with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. That's promo code Dynasty. Receive ten free dollars with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more.
0: And after you make some money on Prediction Strike, and you got some extra money in your pocket from you know some good investing, yep. why don't you head over to our other friend, my bookie, and then gamble Ooh. that money away, <laughs> or make some really good money as well? Because listen, you know, right now there's no football to bet on, but know what's <laughs> going on? March Madness. People like that. People yes, like March do. Madness. Absolutely. Allegedly, I like it. They fill out brackets.
1: They do. Allegedly, that's what I hear. Yeah,
0: as you all know, we listen. Man, I never, never high fill out a, a bracket in our entire lives. Nope, never will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to my. my people are like I'm watching a game another night. I'm watching the game. My wife's like. You're watching the game. Why don't you fill out a bracket? I'm like, it's just on pure principle. At it's this on point. principle.
2: Yep. At this I'm point, 41. It's exactly. been too long. My dad so, always fills out a bracket after the tournament's over and claims I have a perfect bracket every year. He
1: nails it. It's yeah. super <laughs> it's dad jokey, and I'm winner. like, <laughs> all right, dad. So the, got, you know, got, my, it again, got, got it again. Got it again. Pin it to the wall. 25th year in a row.
0: <laughs> my bookie offers you an opportunity to win some cash right now, and you can get some really good money today by signing up at my bookie. .com and use that promo code NERDS to secure your deposit bonus and, uh, and up to $1,000 of hmm, a deposit bonus with money. the promo code NERDS. And right now, as they mentioned, March Madness is going on. You have all this action going on right before you to win some cash. You can select winners from the 63 tournament games in the bookie bracket contest for a chance to win $10,000 in cash prizes. It's only a dollar to enter right now. College ball, NBA. NHL no matter the sport no matter the minute from tip off to buzzer my bookie puts the action in your hands with the in-game live betting ability at no point is there not some action for you at your fingertips by going to my bookie bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie get on there right now use that promo code nerds and get your deposit back up to a thousand dollars check them out now can we talk about Demetrik Felton we can so that's Dimitri Felton out of UCLA, five foot nine, 189 pounds. This is a guy who is a, a multi-tool player, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is he gonna play some receiver? Is he gonna play running back? Because he's a former slot receiver. He's only played running back for two years uh there for Chip Kelly. So Chip Kelly has utilized him as a different weapon. You guys saw at the senior bowl down there, they actually showed him off and his route running looked pretty good receiver. there. Right? Yeah, like, that,
2: that's what he played mostly while at the senior bowl. And now they threw him in the backfield a few times and did some things, but yeah, I mostly used that. So that's the hard part about this. This, this guy is like very,
1: This is a very difficult evaluation. It was
2: kind of like Antonio Gibson last yep. year like we didn't know. Like I don't even have him on my my sheet graded at this point because mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a running back or not.
1: I, I this is a guy. When I watch him, I get excited when he's playing the slot and when he's catching passes. I don't get excited when he's running the ball between the tackles. I just it doesn't look natural to me. It looks like a guy that definitely played wide receiver for the first two and a half years of his career and then and then switched over.
0: are right because when he gets the ball in the open field, he has that Debo Samuel feel. Because now you're like, oh, it's like he's got that running back style like in the open field. Because when he gets the ball in the open field, you're like, oh, this is a guy that could. Can make some moves in the open field. he he's got yeah. good. At, he, he can make people miss out there. Bring it speed. I understand behind the tackles but, not as but in between as the ta-
1: so. So I would be. I would be very surprised at, at the NFL, even come the NFL draft, if he gets announced as anything other than a wide receiver. Because I think that's. I think that's what he's going to be asked to play. But I think he's going to be a multi facet type of player Curtis Samuel Curtis Samuel type of guy that can go line up good can take a reverse can he's take all that good guys Curtis Samuel I, I don't think say he that. I don't think he is but he's that type of player he's in that mold that that yeah. arch type arc arch, archetype. Arch, archetype archetype archetype. He, yep. archetype he's shifty in the open field
0: right he's the kind of guy that can can make a jump cut and lose no speed right like he, he he's a little
2: he's a little pinball Uh, pinball out there just bouncing around and I'll give him credit too for being an undersized guy I did like the tenacity he attempted to run with in the backfield he just has no pad level to get down there and that's the thing power oh you you get
0: hit and you're like little guy you can't run
2: like that you're gonna get hurt exactly so you could see like his legs kept going he was he was trying but there just wasn't much there and on top of that Chip Kelly's system running that speed option is not very friendly to running backs to getting a feel for the actual running back position at the next level mm-hmm. because most teams are not running that that multiple faceted option offense so it's it's kind of a weird one to try to transition into so uh, it would it would be really tough for somebody that didn't play running back and then goes into a Chip Kelly system to then naturally go into the NFL as a running back
0: and you could tell watching him that like if you never if you if you didn't know that he's only been playing running back for two years, you'd watch him play. You'd be like, "Oh, what is like, does he like? He get the ball and go. Like he showed no patience. Right. Uh, he wouldn't let his block set up. It's like he get the ball and he's like a, a receiver. Like get the ball and go kind yep. of guy. Yep. So, I'm with you. Like I would love to see him in the slot. But then even when you move in the slot, it's like, okay, like where
1: is he? Anything special in the slot? Where, but...
0: Is he anything special in the slot? <laughs> Like you hope
1: mm, you, I think he could be. I yeah. Honestly, I think he could be a decent slot wide receiver. You hope he gets listed yeah.
0: on your fantasy league as a running back who always lines up in the slot.
1: You do. That's and what you hope for. That's what you hope for. That. I think that's his Danny best. Danny Woodhead. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys happen to read in his bio or find uh, who his favorite player was? Oh, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I read, I read that Tavon Austin is his favorite player. Oh, no. Favorite athlete in the NFL. And I just went, oh, that no, this is not what you want to be shooting for, <laughs> sir. Yeah. You
0: want him... You want you want Demetric Felton with the ball in his hands behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. The, past the line of scrimmage. That's what you want. Because when you get him, dude, he's, he's, he's got a power for his size. He's got good vision in the open field. And he, and he can move. So, I mean, he offers... He offers fantasy football upside. I think he definitely does.
1: I think it's just not as a running back. As long as they're not trying to line him up behind center I mean behind the quarterback and, and on, a go, basis, on a regular so basis too then. easy
0: to bring like if you get your hands on behind the line of scrimmage he goes down he's to, 189 like, down.
1: pounds and he runs upright like a wide receiver and he almost even even when he's attacking holes the cuts that he makes looks like a wide receiver cutting yeah and and making breaks and stuff like it. It he nothing that he does looks natural as a running back everything looks like a guy that's playing that's a wide receiver that's playing running back yep yep so what do you think third round guy yeah,
2: yeah. I mean you're you're looking at upside and hoping that he he can figure out how to be a Curtis Samuel type player, how to be, you know, some of the stuff LaVisca Chenault does. Obviously, LaVisca is a much more physical player. Right. But that same type of like he's a chess piece, he's a weapon. He's a, you know, he's a guy without a true position, but he's gonna make plays. Like that's what you're hoping for. Touches. You're just hoping for touches. But the hard part is those guys are notoriously difficult to bank on week in, week out. Okay. Definitely. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. So we're looking at we're looking at Dimitri Felton as a PPR upside running back that you mostly hope gets utilized out of the slot, and you're looking for him to hopefully find a way to find into an offense where the he he fits that scheme where he's getting five to six touches a game. Like yep. That's that that that's his optimal usage. Uh, so he's he's more of a long shot running back here for sure, but he offers some upside. upside. Yep. So to say more so more so than some other guys out here because of his former receiving ability.
2: Right. Like I would take him, I would probably take him over Stevenson just on the hope that whatever he does hits.
1: I got you more upside, more burst there with yeah, him.
2: Cause uh, after the second half of the second round, that's all I'm doing is just going that, for oh, the PBR guys again. Yeah. Cause Stevenson
0: offers that more North South. Like you said, he needs to be in like Seattle. Like his, his fancy upside is really like, it's a low, it's a low, it's a low success rate, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to say it. Where Demetric actually offers like, okay, there's he's the kind of guy you might be able to plug in your roster. Like he's on the bottom of your dynasty roster, but you know, like if all your other random backs are in buy and hurt, he's probably gonna get you anywhere from four to seven points per game. Like he's gonna give you
1: something, hopefully. If he gets in an offense that that has a role for him, he'll he'll have that floor for sure.
0: I'm not saying he's guaranteed, but if he's in an offense, he's gonna get you something where Steve you know, Stevenson's gonna get you two to three points, maybe. Yep. If, if you're that, hoping he falls in the end zone. And that's, and that's a good, yeah, that's a good game. Like, oh, we got 44 yards. I so got 4.4 points. You know, where, where Demetri can get you four catches, 64 yards. Sure. I, I, I don't know. On any game. given day. On yep. any, yep. any, any yep. given game. So sure. Now, here's another rec I find somewhat interesting. Elijah Mitchell out of Louisiana. five ten, 215 pounds. Um, in Louisiana, he was... He was. It's kind of hard when you watch him because they didn't just use Eliza Mitchell. There was three running backs here that they like to use. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who averaged thirteen point seven touches per game and has a career for ninety two yards and a touchdown. That's what that's his career average here. Um, again, a downhill one cut runner who had really good size, mm-hmm. excellent vision, and really good contact balance. This is a guy that like when you watch him run, you're like, okay, I can see some fancy NFL running upside here. This guy now. Again, he didn't – he wasn't – He he's, does he pass your pass catch ability? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: he does. Absolutely. So,
0: but he wasn't used, like, a lot. But when he did get the ball in his hands, he was really good with yards after the catch is mm-hmm. what I like there. Um, his route tree was very limited. But, again, caught in that train of, like, very short passes, screens in the flat, tons of that stuff. Yep. Um, but what he did, though, when I watched him – what I liked about him in his limited ability where. Sometimes when you, watch, when you watch these running backs, what, like, okay, he's catching a lot of these balls, screens, flats. How does he catch it? Like, I saw him make a lot of nice catches. Like, he made multiple catches in games where he would catch the ball away from his body mm-hmm. and then get upfield. I like that about him, too, for a guy of his sight. This is a guy who I envision as, like, when I watch Elijah Mitchell, I can see him getting 15 to 20 carries per game. And being a solid running back, right? Like, he could be a very solid... He could be somewhat like a James Robinson-esque kind of guy for me in fantasy football this year. I mean... That one cut downhill runner who's viable in the passing game. Um, that got his pads down low, and here's other things that I saw really nice out of it. His blitz pickup was here's, really nice. Here's the thing, I,
1: I think a lot of what you said is true, sometimes. And the the Elijah Mitchell for me was a little bit of an enigma because I, I would see something on one play, I would say, where the heck was he looking? I don't think he has a good feel for the field and his vision looks terrible. And the very next play he's ripping off a nice run and saw a hole, the nice little cutback lane. So I just think consistency was an issue for him. Um, running with a good pad level consistently was an issue. <laughs> some plays he he's up upright and you know, on a, on a goal line carry, like he's up too high. It's just like, there's some things that he leaves out there that I, I, I wish he did a little bit better. Well,
2: one of the things that we do is we actually separate out, uh, patience and vision mm-hmm. in our scores. He didn't have a very good, uh, vision score for me. I thought he missed a lot of holes. However, he had a very good patient score for me. Uh, he definitely was more than willing to wait for the hole to open. He just didn't always seem to find it, yeah. uh, when it did. Uh, but, but he was definitely willing to do that, but it, it came down to me where I just don't know where he's going to win regularly. The one thing I'll give him credit for that you said, Rich, uh, I do have a good contact balance score. I think that he was able to, to absorb some hits and be able to still keep moving uh, fairly well. Now, we know that he's not necessarily going up against the greatest competition in the Sun Belt compared to uh, sure. you know some of these SEC, other conferences. Yeah, yeah. Anything, exactly. Right. But uh, he ended up with a 65 for me, which is... Uh, yeah, so far it, it's been on the lower end, uh, as far as some of those, these running backs go, I think, I think he's fine everywhere. I just don't know that there's that one thing that's going to be able to get him, you know, outside of,
1: you know, third guy on the depth chart. I'm, I'm with you there. And there was, I was, the more and more I watched him, I wanted to dig in cause I I saw, you know, like I said, inconsistencies, especially in pad level type of stuff and, and, and vision. um, but then I went back and looked at what was he coming in to Louisiana, and he was a wide receiver. He was a two-star wide receiver recruit sense. from from twenty-four-seven Sports. So I think that makes a little bit of sense, and I think can go a long way to kind of explaining why maybe he's up a little bit more of an upright runner and mm-hmm. kind of not as consistent because he's only I mean he's only been doing it for the past four years. <laughs> but I think I mean that's some of that stuff is just hard for people to get if they haven't been doing it their entire life, you right. know, especially the pad level type of stuff. So we'll see. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I think he offers some good, like, straight line bursts and stuff like that. But um, like you had mentioned, I'm not sure. The, there's just not – he's not consistent enough in a lot of the aspects for me to go out on a limb for. You know what I sure. mean? He's just we'll, – uh, he's in a we'll see basket for me. Um, we'll see his landing spot. We'll see, you know, what the potential depth chart looks like at that, at that landing spot to figure out – if he's even going to make a team, uh, I
0: mean, and that's and that's a lot of these guys here. As right. we get lower down, sure, the, like
1: as we get down
2: the list.
0: When I say I like Elijah Mitchell, it could easily fall into a situation. Where, okay, he's he's clearly a third on the running back depth chart. He's not getting any carries here. Okay, he's gone. But I I can I saw the pathway here. Like what I want to like see out of Stevens, like Ramondi Stevenson. I saw out of Elijah Mitchell. Like, oh, like I like I like his one cut ability to get up there and I liked his vision. Like you said, you were okay on his vision. I liked his vision. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I didn't think he had the like the the burst or the, the speed to get to the outside or sometimes hit the hole that he mm-hmm. wanted to. But when it, I, I felt like what what he got, he's a nice pound in between the tackles runner that can make that one cut, get up there, take a hit and still get those yards and still be viable in the passing game, which Again, when I saw his hands, it's easy to say pass or fail. But me, but like when I saw him being used in a passing game, like I really liked his hands the way he was. able But you mentioned he's a former wide receiver. I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. now makes sense. That makes some more sense as well. Um, but to me, that I, I, some of these guys, I, I like these downhill runners that get the hole and then keep going. That's why I saw it of Elijah L- Mitchell. I see the upside of there of him being that again. I mentioned the fifteen twenty carry kind of guy uh, for an NFL team, and that offers. Fantasy football upside to me. So the Yeah man, he's got it.
2: the build, he's got he's got the you know the the raw size and, and the hands to be able to potentially do that. So I I can understand why you're interested Interest. in him.
0: It, say I like him a lot is not the right term. Interested in him is I, a better way to put it. it. I, I could mean, see like, it. I could see the path for him to have fantasy sure. success success. So obviously James Robinson was fantastic yesterday. So I'm not saying huh. this. I'm definitely not coming out here because I mentioned his name. He's not James Robinson. Right. Yeah. But they're I, different. They're different I, players. But I, I can see that path where they go into where he gets to in training camp. Like, oh, we can use, we can like we it's, can lose, utilize uh, a Mitchell. Like, say he, like he goes to the Falcons. They draft. They just signed Mike Davis, right? Who's right. a really good finesse system. And they draft a guy like a lives Mitchell, and maybe they get somebody else that doesn't pan out. And then Mitchell comes in. And he's like, okay. We're gonna use a little bit Mike Davis Davis in the passing game here. We're gonna lose, uh, lose use Elijah Mitchell here in between the tackles. He's a first or a he's second. A, he's a, a Brian guy. Hill
1: replacement from from last year. Essentially, yeah.
2: It's, it's I, there's funny, a path for him. It's funny that you mentioned James Robinson though, as like a you know a guy that was undrafted last year, obviously, and you know the comp because I actually his teammate who we're gonna talk about later stylistically is actually kind of similar to James Robinson. And so it's funny that you you mentioned him because I, d- I do think his teammate kind of resembles him a little bit, but we'll talk about him in the nerd herd.
0: And, and there's things that he does. Well, I mean, he was able to pass protect. You know, he's able to pick up the blitz pretty well uh, as well at times. So like that stuff like that's a little bit important to me. That I see him being on the field there for him. Not a special teams guy or anything like that, but he's the kind of guy that I could look at and say, okay, he's – He's never gonna be my starter, but he might offer some flex play. Or same thing, kind of go back to the situation where like, oh, hey, this guy's hurt. He can give me a couple games in here.
1: Yeah, and those and are that, guys
0: I want at the running back position when I'm looking for depth. Those are the kind of guys I want to bottom my roster on my taxi squad that I could bring up.
1: And I could actually see him being a special team type, type of guy to start his career. Kind of maybe maybe put him on kickoff returns or something like that. Wide receiver background. I think he can. I think he's got enough speed and burst to to kind of hit some of those you know punt return, kick return, not punt return but kick return type of, of things to kind of get on the field maybe get his feet wet in the NFL, I, that might actually be a good path for him.
0: It'd be a first. He didn't play special teams in college.
1: Yeah. But, so, I mean, a former wide receiver played yeah, running back as well. it's there.
0: I like that wish I wish I, I, I would have known that looking at his tape, like he was a former wide receiver. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I, 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 I just – I try.
1: couldn't put – you know, it was one of those things where I, it was just something didn't look – fit exactly in my brain, so I, I just had to dig in a little bit and figure out what he was coming in.
0: All right, let's move on to our last guy of the night, and that's going to be Chris Evans out of Michigan, five 5'11", 219 pounds. This is a guy, if you go way back to 2017, like he was okay in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some things started to go really wrong for uh, Chris Evans. <laughs> uh, this was a guy that uh, got in trouble there at school, got kicked out of school, got suspended. Uh, he said it was an academic mistake, and then um, – all kinds of, we don't know
1: the truth we, of Yeah, exactly. He said, she said. Yeah. Or he said, Came he back said. on
0: there, uh, <laughs> stayed in shape, came back in, got reinstated for 2020, but didn't even really play because it was Haskins over him, Charbonnet was over him. Uh, so he was on the bottom of the depth chart. But it, this is a guy, even when I watched him play, I mean, I like his, pa- I'll say a good thing about Chris Evans.
1: Okay. I have a feeling it's going to be the same good thing that I have to say. Go ahead. I, liked, I think there's only one thing. I
0: liked his ability to catch passes out of the backfield.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think he's, you know, he's Demetric Felton but not as good. <laughs> oh, no, no. He's, <laughs> he's got a good build to he's him. He's slightly better between the tackles than Felton, but yep. not as good in the passing game than Felton. So it's kind of like where's the upside with this guy? Yeah, that, I mean
2: there's a there's a couple guys I mentioned beforehand that I'm kind of just out on. Chris Evans yeah. is one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm 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 just I'm just not that interested. I don't think he's gonna make an NFL roster I, I
1: would be surprised if he did.
2: I, I would be too there's there's nowhere where he's a plus player except mm-hmm. for maybe you know a little bit in the passing game but even that wasn't special by any stretch of the imagination it was just like oh he's pretty decent here uh he does have that good build uh you know but <laughs> oh great I got a good build too yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> ain't getting you anywhere. And ain't getting me to the NFL.
0: I'm get you on a podcast. This is very but, mad. Yeah, very that's about mad. it. Now he's. I, I mean, I'm glad we're all on the same page here because, like, yeah, I almost didn't want to write down anything for him. Like he was
1: like, when I watched his games, I was just like, and I told you, I wrote nothing. I wrote, I watched the games, and I'm like, no, I'm not even writing anything up on this guy. There's no way. I don't like anything about him. I like the pass catching, and that is really because
0: you wrote that, and I literally almost came in. And I was, I swear, because I, I wrote my stuff on him today. I had, a, I had his name on my sheet. It just said Javante Williams, Michigan, 5'11", 219 pounds. You mean not
1: Javante Williams, Chris <laughs> Evans.
0: Chris, Chris Evans, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, and that's and then under it was just blank. And I was like, okay, this is what I think of Chris Evans. As a <laughs> Turn. <Tremont shoot> <laughs> Here
1: you go. Big blank screen. <laughs> I put
0: that poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I go to a better school. Uh, oh, that's, a, that's a low blow. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> I mean,
0: could be. Yeah, so that's it. That's our first half of the 2021 uh, running backs. A uh, couple guys in here are somewhat interested in guys like Demetri Felton. I'm obviously yep. somewhat interested uh, in Wilson. You guys, we all agree, Jamar Jefferson, the right scheme is fit, and Najee Harris is a top three back. So some good running backs
1: yeah I, I think I'm a little bit higher on Ramondre Stevenson higher because <laughs> he got busted for, <laughs> for the weed for the weed then I think you too but it, that's kind of also spot dependent so it's not like sure. I'm over the moon for him or anything
0: well can't wait to jump, jump in this next episode and hear you guys talk about why Javante Pookie Williams is your number one running back in this class I'm excited to hear about all this because I like him too but he's not my number one so Let's get into it the next show. It. If you're not a nerd Herd subscriber, make sure you check us out. Subscribe, Newt, the nerd heard, get in there today, Dynasty GM. And of course, check out our Dynasty YouTube channel Ooh. where all these players we've broken down in each segment individually as well yep. on YouTube. Um, and we do slowly reduce the uh, nerd heard episode, some of those guys individually on YouTube as well to give all our listeners a chance for these rookies down the road. So make sure you get to YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you're up to date on all your rookie content, and check out the nerd heard today. Got to get these bonus episodes in. Yeah.
1: Like, subscribe, all that stuff, right? Alert, alert. Adios.